to our latest episode of Tapping Into Spirit, where today we're going to be talking about spirit and faith. As always, I'm Dr. Anthony Smith, your host, and we're joined by my wonderful colleagues, Ms. Wadi Powell and Ms. Glenda Jones. How are you all doing this evening? Awesome. I'm doing well, doing well. Good, good. I think now is a good time to be talking about faith, um, as there's a lot of worry existing in our society, um, particularly in in this country with the impending uh, epidemic of, or pandemic, as now it's being called pandemic of the coronavirus and uh, what it means to have faith in spirit that we're going to be all right, ultimately, even as we do all the wonderful things or the necessary things that we have to do to keep ourselves protected. Um, so I think this is a good time to be talking about faith. I agree. Absolutely. I do. I think it's a really good time to talk about faith. Um, I sound a little down because it was on my mind last night. Like, so I slept less than I normally would contemplating what do I need to do right now in this time dealing with this. Um, this and being the... The coronavirus. Okay. okay. And how, we, how will I navigate through it um you know we we sometimes have gotten to, we've gotten to the point where we think everything is a hype and mm. we don't always prepare and this is definitely something we have to be prepared for right so um yeah it was on my mind and i'm one of those people who spirit deals with me at night Sometimes in my dreams. And so, yeah, I had a lot of, um, I've given it a considerable amount of energy. Mm-hmm. Just contemplating how to to navigate. So, Do you find that to be draining for you? It can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I expect it to be. Um, I know in one of the readings that I had um, with Ade Kimi, that was one of the signs of working with spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, I will be tired. There may be times that after I'm dealing with spirit, I'll need to sleep mm-hmm. or rest more, drink plenty of water. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it can be tiring, but, but it's not tiring to me in a way that uh, I feel like something is wrong. I understand the fatigue. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, you know, and, and, and thinking about like, you know, tapping into spirit, you know, communing with spirit in this time and trying to receive messages or insight or instruction, um, I think we also have to remember that, you know, there, there is a natural order to things. And 
I, I've also pondered, you know, whether this whole thing is man-made, you know, the whole conspiracy of um, germ warfare and whether, you know, this is part of the natural order or whether this is something that humans have concocted, you know, to, to battle one another. But even still, you know, having faith and believing that even that, you know, is going to fall into some sort of natural order. Mm -hmm. And in dealing with ancestors, with Egun, with those who have passed away, understanding that the worst possible outcome um, in this time is death. And that even in facing um, aspects of death or the possibility of death or the fear of death, there still is a faith that we can hold on to knowing that ultimately everything is going to fall back into the universal order. Everything is going to, you know, reconcile itself in nature's way so that, you know, we will, we, we can, we can keep our peace. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we can still operate from a place of peace, from a place of faith, understanding that, you know, there's a God, you know, there's an order, there is a universal, um, you know, system that, um, that, that will, will even, <laughs> ease things and 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 even things out and balance things and and put them back in, into place. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So let's go back and and take it broader, and then we can focus it back on specifics again. What do you all? How would you all define faith um, when you think about what that word means, and and also how we have applied faith in our lives? I think is important to to talk about how has it manifested in in different ways and in the ways that we go about living our lives on a daily basis. I think that we um, sometimes forget to have faith. I think that we spend a lot of time trying to control things, particularly in this society or trying to even, um, you know, get prophecies about things or readings about things or, you know, even like mm -hmm. trying to call our friends and find out what should we do? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. what's going to happen? You know, what do you think about this and that? And sometimes we don't focus inward and we don't, you know, like take the time just to breathe and tell ourselves like it's it, everything's OK, you mm -hmm. know. And and I think that faith that, that that's a big part of faith of being able to sort of tap into that center, that that space of peace within yourself. Yeah, I think about um, faith versus worry. And I think about all the times in my life where I have needed to have faith, where I didn't know how in the world I was going to get through this situation. There's no earthly explanation for how I should be able to overcome this situation time and time and time again. Um, I was when I was in undergrad, I wasn't doing so well academically and they were about to kick my butt out and <laughs> I was so close to getting kicked out of school and I had to just I was doing the work I but I just had to learn how to study because I didn't have to study in high school so I had to figure it out and I had to have faith that I could do that even I had to have faith that I was going to be able to afford to come back every single semester I had to go talk to the people in financial aid every semester after the first one, I was going back and then people was like, oh, my God, this kid again. And the woman there, most people didn't like her. But for some reason, she 
she was mean to a lot of people, but she was always nice to me. <laughs> Poor little and, Anthony. And I have to believe that it's <laughs> because <laughs> she says I helped this child. <laughs> and somebody did. Some you know, and, and you know, my parents were just like, Hey, figure it out. And it always it always will work itself out. And that's just mm-hmm. one example. And I have dozens of examples of me, my human self, not knowing how in the world is this going to work out. Right. But somehow <laughs> the creator manifested things. And I go, wow, that mm-hmm. is amazing. And you would think, having had so many times where that has happened, that I would now be in a space where it's like, well, don't worry. And I think I'm, for the most part, I do. But then there are still those moments where it's like, okay, how am I going to? You, you, the human, I guess the ego gets involved. You were, you were saying control and you want to just, mm-hmm. how am I going to figure this out? Mm-hmm. And you, you find yourself in that place of worrying again, mm-hmm. despite all of the miracles that have happened before. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that, you know, my guys, my eggman are sitting there like, boy, don't you know we got you? Just relax. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, worry is a learned behavior. Yeah. And a lot of us yeah. have learned to worry. Yeah, um, But just... Us sitting here is evidence that it worked out mm-hmm. for whatever any of us have ever been through. Right. Mm-hmm. It worked out mm-hmm. because yeah. we're right here mm-hmm. right now. Right. And it takes practice. Just like we learn to worry, you have to exercise that ability to have faith. Um, one of you asked about the definition. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty simple definition. What's the definition? Complete <laughs> trust or confidence in someone or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a general meaning of faith. Complete, wow. complete confidence and in trust hey. in someone or something. I really enjoy the uh, Bible verse. Um, faith is the substance of things hopeful. Is it? Substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really spoke to me for years because that says a lot. Um, and it can be interpreted as your faith is evidence of something that you that has may not have physically manifest. Mm-hmm. But we have that complete faith in it. And like right now, we do have to exercise. We always have mm-hmm. had to exercise faith. Mm-hmm. So we can't see the thing, but we believe that the thing is going to be there. Right. And then it, our faith is always strengthened when, when it that actually comes. Manifests. Right. Mm-hmm. Isn't so, that something, though, how adversity and hardship and suffering and fearful situations and danger, like, builds your faith? It does. And it it's does. like the more extreme the situation that you're put into, the stronger you come out of it with either faith or fear or... Mm-hmm. Uh, distrust or you know like mm-hmm. like it's 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 all like how you navigate those experiences mm-hmm. that you're given and then what the outcome becomes and it's like a huge opportunity to build it a, is. a faith that's mm-hmm. a good point because we could come out of it like you're saying oh, yeah. and be afraid people are be angry all the time or be hostile all we can do that mm-hmm. or we can come out of it with a more positive attitude you know like I love there are lots of cliches and sayings that I love, but it's not about what we go through. It's about what we're made of uh-huh. when we're going through it, because the same boiling water that makes the egg hard makes the potato soft. Mm. And so it's really important uh, the, the way in which we look at it. 
Right. Perspective. And, and, and you've given a little scenario and a story that you read about the horse and it broke its leg and how sad. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, so, right. that little scenario, which you it is about how we look at it. Wait, what's the scenario about yeah. the broken you, leg horse? Yeah, please, please. That that it was a little bit of it. Well, it's the story it, it, again. It, 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 <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I'm sure I said this before, but um, essentially, and and there are a lot of different traditions that have versions of this story, but a farmer has a horse and one day the horse runs away and his neighbor says, oh, what bad luck. And the farmer says, well, bad luck, good luck, who knows? A couple days later, the horse comes back with another horse. So his neighbor says, wow, what good luck. You got two horses now. He says, bad luck, good luck, who knows? The next day, his son is trying to ride the new horse and he falls off and breaks his leg. The neighbor says, oh, what bad luck. Bad luck, good luck, who knows? A week later, they the, the king had drafted all the young men to go fight in a war, but his son can't go because he's got a broken leg. Oh, what good luck. So it just keeps going on and on like mm. that. Each situation that looks like is good can be, quote unquote, bad. Each situation that looks like is bad can be, quote unquote, good. Mm -hmm. And so we have to allow life to do what it does and play itself out and enjoy the journey. Appreciate the process of how things manifest as opposed to being in a rush to get to the next thing. Because there's always creation, destruction, creation, destruction. Even with this coronavirus, there are some things that are going to come out of this that are going to be beneficial down the line. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to go through it. Mm -hmm. And so that's the human part of us. Who who wants to have to be quarantined? Nobody wishes that. But we have to believe that there are some good things that are going to come from this. Like, you know how the people who you don't really like and you don't really want to hug them and shake their hand and now they fist bumping you. And that's a benefit because, you know, you you just don't have to get so close anymore. (laughs) It may change our customs that we thought could never be changed. Like, it's rude to shake your hand. It's rude to not take your hat off. It's rude, right? But now... And now you can it, tell it, who really loves you. Right. <laughs> do you do you think that um that it really will change? Like because that's something I thought about. Like maybe we will no longer have the tradition of shaking hands. I think it will wow. change. I think. Do you think it will be... change the tra- how some people? I won't say anyone in particular go to the bathroom and come out <laughs> and just walk out. You think? <laughs> <laughs> Like I've seen it a lot. Yeah, that's one. That's again one of the benefits. I get. I have been talking about this for years. I get so frustrated going to the bathroom and watching people come out of the stalls and just walking out, or either just coming out and, and turning on the water and rubbing water over their hands and leaving out. It's like, what are you doing? And then you want to shake my hand. Uh, uh, even playing golf, I hate you know playing golf with people sometimes, and I'm like. Yo, you're not washing your hands, but in its tradition, after the round, to shake people's hands and you know take your hat off and oh do this custom, I go right to the bathroom and wash my hands after that wow. because. But yes, I never and thought I would see them disinfect the subway stations. <laughs> like, oh, they clean like, that what? joint. They're cleaning like, the New York City subway. Yes, did you see that? Oh, like that's some nasty stuff. And they should have been doing that New for York years. Is dirty. <laughs> 
love that city, but it is dirty. It is dirty. Like years. I don't wear sandals in New York that are flat because you come in and your feet are jet black. Yeah. All this. It's dirty. Years and years of funk. We gotta pray for New York. <laughs> and yeah. other cities like that too. Well, yeah. other countries. We need to pray yeah. for the world. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. this is a this I mean, we're in a global society and you know, this is one case where we see the evidence right. that no one is safe. Well, I'm not gonna say it. I did notice how the continent of Africa has a whole lot less little red dots. Yeah, but are they reporting? Like, are they checking? Like, I'm worried about that. <laughs> because just because there's dots, no dots, doesn't mean that it's not happening. That's the case here. Certainly right. the case here. Right. Because I think we're I think under, we're under, we're under here. drastically underreporting, I believe. Yes. Um, but so it, there, it, is some, it, there, there is some, some, I did read some information about the virus not being tolerant to heat and that they felt that tropical climates may fare better yes. because um, the virus could may not be able to survive in, in that type of heat. So I, I, I hope that, you know, that the summertime will bless us the same way it's blessing Africa. And I hope that Africa is blessed yes. <laughs> and that, you know, that they are faring well. Um, but I, I don't think there's some other reasons why, too. Mm-hmm. Well, just my thoughts. Well, there's, they also um, said that the virus does not survive well if you eat hot pepper and ginger and lots of garlic um there was a chinese doctor that was saying that that those that diet was really um not beneficial to the virus and also people are talking about melanin again yes and wondering whether you know just as um we have you know the um the 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 whole malaria thing you know certain yeah there are certain um biological factors that go into different ethnicities that may help them to survive through Mm -hmm. um, certain epidemics. And so, you know, I guess they'll study more and let us know more as time goes on. Yeah, there's a lot of research out there that needs to be done. Um, And it's going to do what it do. But ultimately, we have to have faith that we're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Right, that we are going to um, walk in a way that uh, we are protected and, and and guided to do what's necessary for us to stay healthy. When you think about faith for different people and how it manifests, like so, I'm I'm thinking about how to phrase this. When I think about people who really believe a certain thing, so for instance. Jim Jones, right? Remember when Jim Jones had all those people? Diana tragedy. Yes. Mm -hmm. What could one say that those people had faith and believed what it was that he was teaching them, and they had so much faith that they were willing to drink this poison and take their lives? Um, And that's just one example of how faith might play out. And who are we to say that they didn't go to right. the place That's exactly that he, what I was saying. That they went to just because we can't see where they went. Who are we to say? Right. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I mean, it sounds kind there of crazy, are, but you know, everything but then a lot sounds things, crazy. Exactly. I mean, but so does mm-hmm. your life and my life. Oh, absolutely. Sound absolutely. crazy to somebody, absolutely. and it's okay. So I'm with you on that one. We don't know. <laughs> they may have gone to wherever. I just don't pill. know that I'm at a point that I have that much faith in another human being. Mm-hmm. I I don't. Maybe I'm just being honest. I mm-hmm. haven't gotten to the point that you can that there's a human that can tell me drink this poison. You're gonna go to sleep and wake up wherever it is. Utopia, whatever. Um, if I were going to take my life, and I contemplate this as well, will I ever get to a point in my life that I will be ready to transition? Because I have a lot less fear of transition. I no longer call it death. I've said that before. To me, it's transition. Hmm. And I don't have the same level of fear that I remember having at one point in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Will I, I've thought about like what I want to, when I feel like my quality of life has decreased to a point that I no longer want to live in this existence, would I want to do something to help me to transition? Mm. Oh, like if you're on life support or... Even if it wasn't life support. Euthanasia. Pain. Yeah. Or, I mean, was it Dr. Kevorkian did a variety of things. Assisted suicide. Whether it's um, a lot of pain, um, the inability to care for myself in a way that's healthy. Like I, I have seen people who are really... To me, they seem like they're suffering. Mm-hmm. Their body has failed them. Mm-hmm. And how freeing must it be to leave it? Mm-hmm. And it no longer keep you from doing what it is you want to do. Because in spirit, we don't have those restrictions. Right. So, I mean, that was just some things I think about. But mm-hmm. um, It's interesting because I also uh, wonder sometimes... When, when in that type of a situation, how how much would your consciousness remain in your body? And would you start li- I mean, I know I would try very hard <laughs> to start living a spirit existence immediately, you know, and, and, and basically, you know, leave, you know, transition to the, the, the realm of spirit, mm-hmm. um, even while on life support um, in order to exercise uh, some some sort of freedom uh, that that I know exists from from doing guided meditation from from intentional dreaming you know from just practicing having out of body experience and then how does being on life support infringe upon that or does it you know like well you know you don't have to go on life support I mean mm-hmm. we you can have your do not resuscitate order mm-hmm. and that can be really specific but I also like wonder like what if what if what if there's like a, a nice place that you go to when in between worlds? Mm. You know, like we assume that being on life support and then leaving your body is bad because you have to come back. But maybe you don't. Like what if you can see both realms at the same time? Or, you know, like there's like a lot to be imagined in these. I mean, I probably told the story of my mom going into shock, being attacked and going into shock and her seeing herself in the hospital, in the emergency room, 
her spirit elevating in her when she she survived mm -hmm. and she talked with us my brother and I and other people that she was close to about what that experience was like wow. and how good it felt. Mm -hmm. um, she went into shock. Um, she almost bled out. Um, she was attacked with a barbershop razor and they cut her and she was oh. a very small woman. And so she bled a lot, but she f talked with me about how good it felt. Mm. Wow. And cursing them. And she wanted them to just leave her alone. Mm. And then she thought about having two small children. Oh, so she was like in, she was, you know, in a happy place. It felt <laughs> like, better than the pain. Just... Like you were attacked and you mm -hmm. have all this right. pain. Yeah. And now you're not feeling the pain. You're feeling good. Mm -hmm. And so having that um, experience to have a conversation, her having that experience and then me having the conversation with her that stayed with me. Yeah. So what you're saying there, I mean, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I haven't been able to tell you because yeah, I haven't experienced still, it in that same way. Yeah, because yeah. it's still, that's still like a limbo experience. And mm -hmm. then once they let you go, where do you, you know, I mean, I'm sure from, from the things that people have said, I think spirit travel is always a beautiful thing from what I know. I, I assume that there must be a dark side to it, mm -hmm. of course, but. Um, well, this it, this woman um, um, wrote this book called Dying to Be Me, and she talked about her um, life to death to life experience and being able to almost teleport and see her husband flying from another country to come back when she was about to. They thought she was about to pass away. Mm. And when she came back to life, she was able to tell him what he was what he was doing, what he was wearing. And they were like, there's no way you could know this. Mm -hmm. um, but there's certainly a lot more details to her story. But mm -hmm. she was just talking about what that whole process was like, similar to what you're describing. Mm -hmm. uh, I found it to be a very, a very fascinating book to read and think about um, the faith to even be in that position and you can't deny your own spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. Like nobody can tell you, you didn't do that. Especially when you're able to talk about, this is what I knew <laughs> when you're able to verify it. And people are like, there's no way you could know that. Like there's, there's gotta be something else right. going on there. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even I, with my mom again, who recently transitioned, she had renal failure. Going on dialysis would have extended her existence on this plane. Mm -hmm. She chose to not live that way. So that's why I say like dialysis is a form of life support. Mm -hmm. right, right. And there are plenty of others. And there are lots of people who don't want to exist that way. Mm -hmm. right. And they choose to transition. Right. And I think that takes a considerable amount of faith. Right. Well, so on the flip side, people who are praying for their loved ones to be healed. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's happening right now in some somebody's hospital. Literally, somebody's there praying, and they're having they're they're like, God's gonna work this out, and He's gonna heal this person and take away this sickness, and then they're not. Then there becomes a crisis of, well, I was doing all this praying, I was doing all this believing, I was fervent in my service to you, God. Why did this not happen? So then a crisis of faith comes in. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Have you have you all seen that happen? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I mean, like you feel betrayed. And I talk about it in the interview with mm-hmm. me, with myself, and being angry at God mm-hmm. and really angry because mm-hmm. I prayed. Mm-hmm. But how do we not know that that isn't a healing? I mean, it's how we look at it. Mm-hmm. That transition is could very well be the healing. It may not be the healing we are we, wanting right. that we're asking for. But if we are praying for this particular thing and we're having faith that this particular thing is going to happen and it doesn't happen the way we want it to happen, does that then shake our faith, quote unquote faith? It definitely does. Mm-hmm. But I also believe we have to get that back in balance. Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, usually people eventually come to a space of, you know, God knows better than I do mm-hmm. or you know, there is a natural order to things and this must be how it was meant to be. And there are some people who don't, you know, there are people who stay angry at God <laughs> for, for, you know, the rest of their lives because their prayer was not answered. And I think that it's, it's almost in the sophistication of faith, the, uh, the different levels of faith and understanding that, you know, there's no, um, there are no equations here, you know, that, it's, it's a free-flowing energy. It's something that um, sort of is not always an easy thing to do. That, you know, mm-hmm. it, you, it's almost like the, the ultimate faith of understanding that uh, the, the, the God energy is undefined mm-hmm. and the future is undefined and, you know, the, the, the path of life is undefined and that even these things that we've come to believe and come to know to be the truth are also undefined and having faith that, you know, all is well anyway. And mm. that is, I think, sometimes challenging. It is very challenging. And especially on the spiritual path, and we do things like meditation and visualization and affirmations, and we are um, deliberate creators of our existence, and we talk about those things. And like you're saying, it may not manifest in the way in which we've affirmed it or meditated right. or whatever we've done. Right. Um, and then having to continue to practice mm-hmm. that. Right. So it is important that we realize that it is fluid. And our time isn't the creator's time. And our ways are not the ways of, of the creator. Like we, There is what we want. And then there's also um, what is going to actually happen. And they don't always line up. So it sounds like... Th- there's a balance of acceptance of what is while we are still at the same time working and praying for what we want. Right. So it's going to do like I'm going to do my work and then what manifests is going to manifest. And faith without works. Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Faith Boy. without works. Yeah. yeah. And being flexible and open and faithful is all has to be done together because you can't really practice faith and be attached to any idea of an outcome. You have to, you have to be open and willing to go the path, believing that what is meant to be is going to manifest. So not having faith in the outcome, but having faith in the energy that creates the outcome. Mm-hmm. So I think that that would be one way in which we can look at it. Like having faith in the creator and that 
energy and the creator's plan for how it will be um, is probably part of the process of getting through that where we may want it to be one way and it ends up being another way. Mm -hmm. um, and even in that, something that we, like you were saying, what may seemingly be bad or negative or, or undesirable outcome, there's good that can come from that. Right. Which continues to also build faith. Mm -hmm. I mean, as much as I miss my mother, I have to honestly and openly admit that I'm glad I'm not having to worry about her right now. It is bullshit mm. because oh. I would be panicking with my mom in a nursing facility knowing that this is going on. Mm. And I know me yeah. like that was <laughs> my best friend. And so I definitely, so that has crossed my mind. Right. And, but I think that's, you, you kind of have to evolve to that. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just suddenly somewhere that you get to. Right. Right. I remember when I was a young child in New York City and I used to go to the Museum of Natural History and there was a quote on the wall that said, one is born, one dies, the land increases, Gaia. And I used to like read it over and over and over again. Like, what does that mean? Like, what are they talking about? Mm. One is born, one dies, the land increases. But I think that like, we have to always respect the cycles of things, you sure. know, the way that everything just kind of falls into an order and that you can always find order in even in chaos, that there is always, you know, some reason, some, you know, um, redeeming factor or some, you know, um, thing that you can take, you know, consolation in that some way to make sense of it. And when you sort of focus this way, like, you know, understanding that the elders pass so that the youth can come, you know, and maybe it's not in my particular family. Maybe it's, you know, the need for this elder to be, you know, in the spirit realm for, you know, someone else's family member to receive a guide or, you know, like we just don't really, we, we can't, there's no equation. We, we have to like open our hands and right. say, I don't know, it's unknown, it's uncertain, but there is an order to it. And at some point, somewhere, in some time, it makes sense mm -hmm. somehow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I mean, but we also have um, transition, and they don't even have to be elders. There are lots of young people. Right. There was a 15-year-old shot in the back mm -hmm. yesterday in Raleigh mm. with a pe about a pizza mm. that he purchased. Wow. Imagine being his family. Right. Would your faith be shook? Absolutely. More so, likely. you know, there's a lot of work when it comes to that practicing faith. Mm -hmm. You know, babies are, they're young. There are all kinds of things that, um, like, we don't know why. Have you all had some, some big things happen in your life where you've had to exercise faith and you've seen things, man, miracles manifested? I definitely have. Absolutely. I, I absolutely have. Mm -hmm. I think um, the biggest one for me was my daughter um, because I was I was encouraged not to have her um, I was in a you know not, not a function in a functional relationship I did not have a job and I, I was a college graduate which you know is a benefit um, my family was not 
for the most part, um, supportive or happy about my choice. And I felt very much alone. Um, and it decided like, no, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to do this, you know, and it feels right in my gut mm -hmm. and I have no plan and I have no resources. I have no bank account. You know, I just graduated college. You know, this man is a little, you know, off the chain. Like, I don't know what he's doing. I don't really even know who he is right now. And, you know, and, and I think I, I actually had twins in my womb and one of them passed. Mm -hmm. um, and so feeling like maybe, you know, this one might die as well. You know, I don't know. But I'm still, I'm going to do it because I feel that this is what, the universe wants mm -hmm. and I think that um, that was a hard road because people were looking at me like you're you're an Ivy League graduate you come from a good family you know your father worked so hard your mother worked so hard to pay your tuition and you're having a baby and you have no job and you have no plans for grad school and you don't know what you're doing with your life and your husband is like you know, not even, <laughs> he's not even a citizen, you know, he's not even like, he doesn't have a job, he doesn't even have a degree, like what, you, you have lost your mind. Mm -hmm. And and being written off, you know, and, and pretty much let go, you know, to fend for myself and to face um, whatever may come. And, um, and you know, really, you know, living with, with a lot of fear you know, and uh, struggle and just saying, no, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to have this baby. It's mine. You mm. know, like she's she's meant to be here and I, she's a queen and I feel it, you know. And I think that at that time I was practicing uh, Rastafari and um, the, 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 the faith in, you know, the most high and um, the belief that... Um, the, the, just how sacred motherhood was. Mm -hmm. um, it, it really, it, it made me fight, you know, it made me fight for the right to have my child regardless of society's expectations of me and regardless of how, you know, how much financial, um, um, how, how much, how many, how my financial situation was. Right. And, um, it, you know, she's she's now, you know, graduated from college on her way to med school. Look um, at you now. So, you know, just, you know, just gorgeous, just a, a wonderful mm -hmm. girl. And I I don't think that anyone um, expected that. I think that right. people were very negative and very um, dismissive, except for my mama. <laughs> I love my mama, mm -hmm. but, um, it's, a it's, it's a hard walk. It's a really hard walk and it, it breaks certain things inside of you. Mm -hmm. it, it, it grows you up real fast. It, um, it makes you realize that you are alone for the most part. Um, aside from that, you know, universal law, aside from that, you know, most high, you know, God, uh, energy it, that in this world, like no, there, there are no guarantees right. when you're sort of dropped out there like that. Right. And it builds a strength in you that I'm not sure how else you can gain that besides being tested and sort of 
um, you know, dissed and, and dismissed by everyone around you and uh, being made to fend for yourself. Yeah, you can't that, get that it by reading a book. That definitely speaks to, um, you were saying what, going through those trials and it, it can strengthen you. It can even strengthen you when you don't get the desired outcome. Mm -hmm. Because I too have, I talk about having my challenges with childbearing. I stopped counting mm -hmm. at 15 pregnancies. I have no living birth children. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I didn't have that outcome. I had mm -hmm. a different outcome, but it didn't. It didn't put my faith out. I still mm -hmm. kept faith. Now, I had to struggle with it. Mm -hmm. But years later, um, purchasing the salon was an act of faith mm -hmm. for me. You know, I, I had the gift of a child, or more than one child. Mm -hmm. But one of the biggest things was uh, being in a long-term relationship that was ending. And... Um, Working, I was really working in the salon, working a lot, and I had one day off in a month. Mm -hmm. And on that one day, I needed to go find an apartment because my maid and I were were breaking up, and it was time to move out of the apartment. And on that one day, I went out and found an apartment. And I knew I could. I mean, I, I happened to have good credit at that time, so it was just locating a place mm -hmm. and getting home and calling the owners of the salon to say, "Okay, so I." Need someone's going to be calling you to talk about um, to verify my employment in mm -hmm. the salon, and they were like, "Well, I'm so glad you called because we've decided we're going to sell the salon, hmm. and we're going to sell it to." And they gave someone's name who I know I didn't really want to buy the salon, and I work there, or you can buy it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm already having to move out of my apartment and have my first and last month's rent. Right. And all the utilities for that apartment. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to sell the salon in 30 days. Mm. And I needed to move <laughs> into this new apartment in 30 days. <laughs> so I needed to have in this salon. There's all of the same stuff too. Oh, oh, man. But I heard just as clear as we're sitting here. Whether it was the creator, my guides or spirits say, just say yes. I was like, what in the hell? Does that mean <laughs> just say yes? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I said yes. Mm -hmm. But I thought it meant to buy in the salon, but it went further because it kept, like continued to say yes. In 30 days, I said yes to every phone call, every referral who wanted a service. Mm. I worked every day. It didn't matter to me what time of day or night. Wow. And in 30 days, I had enough money to get my apartment and put a down payment on absolutely all of that. Wow. To purchase the salon with cash. Wow. And to put a deposit on everything with cash and have money left. Wow. In 30 days. Wow. But I had to have enough faith mm -hmm. to go through that. Right. So... I could have said no because, well, God, you didn't do what I wanted you to do with childbearing. You, know, you mm. didn't do, but or for even, some I don't see reason, how this is going to work. Like if I right, say yes, it's not possible. I don't, Forget it. I don't see, in the towel, like, I do not know, see this. Not and I did not see it. <laughs> right. I was like, goodness, but we're celebrating 20 years last year. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's 20 years later right. of owning it. So mm -hmm. it did work. So, I mean... It, you just it's something that like you don't know why you went against what other people may have said 
sounds crazy. Like mm-hmm. you, you just got this education and you aren't going to grad school and you're going to have a baby. Or some people may have thought I was crazy mm-hmm. for saying yes and not knowing how. Right. Are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the 305 at the bottom. And you, <laughs> you know, you're wait, 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 what's this inside joke here? 305 is the area code Miami. for Miami. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so, you know, you're going to school a long mm-hmm. way from home and not mm-hmm. having the finances, but you did it. Right. You had the faith. Oh. Right. And, and e- in e- each situation, <laughs> it's a matter of in the moment, it may not look good, but we when we take the long, longitudinal uh, uh, look at it in retrospect, and that's the case with so many situations mm-hmm. in life, we get caught up in the moment and we don't think about down the line. I constantly talk to parents about the need to think about the seeds that are being planted and not be frustrated with the now, but to think towards the future of what is going to happen, what is going to manifest if you keep walking your path and doing what it is you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I talk to people a lot about, you know, the parable with Job in the Bible, right? 40 years he was suffering for literally 40 years. Mm-hmm. And if year 39, day 364, he was like, I'm tired of this. I'm My wife done said I should curse God. My friends done said I should curse God. I'm done. This is a wrap. One more day and he would have missed his blessing. Mm-hmm. So it's like that parable is a great example of how we have to stay the course when we know internally that Spirit is speaking to us, and we, if we truly believe what we say we believe, then we have no choice but to do that. Right. Right. Or else right. we don't really believe. Else is just words. Well, or else you get the lessons that you need so that you eventually <laughs> do believe. That's you true. know because that yes. happens too. Yeah. Yes. Like sometimes you don't have faith and you get tossed around and beat up and run up and down the street, right. and then until you come to that eureka, like oh. You know, I'm still here. Right, <laughs> like right. everything's still good. Mm-hmm. Like you know, everything I thought that was gonna you know go to shit, it just hasn't. You know, right. it's, it, we're yeah. still we're still rolling, and uh, and that's 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 kind of a beautiful thing sometimes is, too. Even it though is. it hurts getting your behind kicked, but you know sometimes it's necessary. I know yeah. all the all the behind kickings I've got <laughs> that weren't fun, but that really make me the person that I am and make me able to be a vessel servicing and inspiring other people who are in similar situations. And so, you know, in my practice, there's nobody that can come in and tell me anything that is going to, you know, move. It's like, oh, okay, you, I got something for that. Oh, yeah, I got something. Because I've seen, I've been through a lot of different, <laughs> a lot of different situations that mm-hmm. would just blow blow your mind but i was able to persevere through those situations and become a stronger person for it Mm -hmm. and so i'm grateful for for all of those opportunities yeah well what are the Mm -hmm. practical things that you do when your faith is challenged what is uh, the actual behavior what is something that you do that helps you to get through get quiet and try to um, connect with spirit tap into spirit and allow spirit to settle and guide me and to listen to the messages that I'm being given. Uh, sometimes we, we, we move so fast and the lessons don't, the messages don't necessarily come through 
being still all the time, though getting quiet is certainly a conduit for that to happen. Sometimes it could be a person that I meet in the grocery line that says something that's like, hmm. Sometimes I can be talking to somebody and I'm talking to myself. Mm. And it's like, oh, wow. Okay, Mm. I got that. Um, Sometimes it could be, I just happen, quote unquote, to, oh, I'm going to listen to this book or I'm going to read this article or I'm going to just listen to some music. And through the words of the song, I get a message that I need. It comes in a lot of different ways. And I've learned to be open to however it might come. I'm always, I actually look for it now. Um, It could be that person that I sit next to on the plane haphazardly where we we then end up talking the whole trip and they get something and I get something. It's a reciprocal thing. And it's amazing to think about how the universe can just put the two of us in that spot, in that moment to do that thing that gets done. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had so many situations where that has been the case for me. So it's a number of different things that I do. What, what about what about for y'all? Um, you can go. You go. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, sometimes I move, whether it's dance or walk in nature. Mm. Um, yeah, I, do I, I do my best to get grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even take my shoes off and go outside, do something with my hands in the dirt. Um, I definitely use music. It helps a lot. Um, and I do my best to focus on a couple things. One is I'm okay right now, right now in this moment, I'm, I'm okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just reminding myself that in my now I'm okay. And then also remembering the times where I thought I might not make it, or I might not get through this and remembering that victory. Mm Mm-hmm to help build my faith um, to, because sometimes we forget yeah. like little miracles happen every yeah, day in yeah, our life yeah. all in everyone's life there are all types of miracles happening mm-hmm. I think we take a lot of it for granted so mm-hmm. just reminding myself those are just a few of the things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that reminded me one of the things that I that I do too is I'll say okay what's the worst thing that can happen in this situation? Mm -hmm. And I'll just imagine the worst possible thing. Mm -hmm. And then I say to myself, okay, now if that happens, then what? Mm -hmm. I go, I'm going to be okay. All right, then you're going to be okay. Like even if you're going to be bankrupt, homeless, that's the worst possible, like the death in that situation is the worst possible thing. I know I won't be homeless for a long time because I have a brain and I know I can use it and I know I'm resourceful and I can pull myself back up. I can come out of that. So I'm going to be okay. It might be rough for a little while, but I will be okay. And so when I go to that worst place and I can say, I can build myself back up from that. And I've done it so many times anyway, then I say, okay. And that's the thing too, that when you start uh, practicing faith, and we think of faith in God, then ultimately it comes back to faith in yourself Mm -hmm. as well and a respect for yourself as a part of God, as a part of that life energy and understanding that you're indestructible, Mm -hmm. that spirits don't die, that 
you know, the strength of your spirit will carry you through so many different situations mm. over and over and over again. And ultimately you will survive. And so that is, um, that's one of the things too, that, that, that I focus on, um, in my, my, my shower meditations. No, I'm not masturbating Glenda. No. <laughs> but, but, Because water is a sacred element to me, um, focusing on the fact that we are 80% water and understanding that just as, you know, the water uh, continues to flow, you know, that our spirit continues and sort of losing yourself to the meditation um, can also help to build faith because sometimes in order to uh, have faith that a situation will be okay, you may need to leave the situation. You may need to take a break, you know, away from, you know, all of that anxiety, all of that fear, all of that mental processing and just like, you know, just exit. <laughs> and so for me, you know, that that meditation um, helps me a lot in those moments when I feel like I don't have faith. And then the other thing is uh, readings. Um, I am a shriner, so I have a couple of shrines in my house and I go and try to communicate with um the entities that I believe in and my ancestors and um, and also uh, as, as Anthony mentioned looking for signs you know waiting to see is there going to be you know is are they gonna send someone with a conversation for me you know is there a bird that's gonna cross my path that I'm gonna hear you know uh, just from the color of it you know I'm gonna suddenly have a thought that helps me to understand you know what's gonna occur next or is there you know a sunset that will affirm for me that everything's gonna be all right you know there are like angel numbers you know different signs that pop up in the world sometimes that help me to reaffirm my faith mm -hmm. yeah that's that's good this is I really enjoy talking about faith um, yeah I like faith I think this is a good topic. Um, all right, any any last let's close out here. Any any last thoughts? Keep faith. <laughs> <laughs> keep the faith. Yeah, yeah, keep For faith. sure. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> we are here, and we will always be here, forever and ever, and ever and ever and ever and ever. Mm -hmm. Okay, good deal. Faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, we want you all to have faith as you are walking your path and on your journey. We want you to trust and believe in whatever it is that you trust and believe in. Do it wholeheartedly and without any wavering. So we hope we've inspired you to do your own deep dive into how faith manifests in your life. And as always, we'll continue having this dialogue and these conversations moving forward. We appreciate you taking the time to engage with us and join us in this conversation and allow us to have this time in your life where you could be doing other things. We're very appreciative of you taking the, making the choice to listen to us and however, whatever medium you're doing that. So until next time, uh, tapping into spirit, signing off. <laughs>